everybody, welcome to Live Socks Podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have my friend Harry, who's in Game of Honor. Oh, you guys are going to see him this season. Uh, don't want to spoil anything else, but anything you want to say? You, so you do acting. Yep. Theater. Uh, you actually did Little Mermaid recently. Yep. That I remember. I was King Triton. That's what you were. Yep. So I, did, I didn't see that one. I did see when you did uh, yeah, Much Ado. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> if all my theater friends were to say, probably the worst. So here's my thing, guys. I don't like theater. And half my friends do theater. So, like, I learned this trick. Tell me if this works. You go to one show. You take pictures with them. You post those pictures on the day of their new show. <laughs> and you say, for example, uh, Harry, uh, so proud of you. You got this role. And then you post a picture from the previous show. <laughs> Does that work? Uh... We'll let you slide, yeah, and say it works. See? See? So, guys, if you have theater friends, just go to one of the <laughs> shows. Make sure you take different pictures, different angles, and then you're, you're set. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, right? Uh, when you have so many friends that are in theater, it, I mean, it costs money to go to these things. Yeah. And so it's not the money for me. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like musicals. So if something's a musical, I'm more likely to not go. But the thing is, in today, mostly everything – Excuse me. It's theater. So I'm not a, like I don't like musicals unless it's a comedy musical. Gotcha. So with Little Mermaid, I was like, it didn't sound appealing to me, even though I know it's a phenomenal show. I heard the feedback. I mean, you were in it. Uh, Dante was in it. And a lot of my friends were in it. But it was one. it's one of those things where if they do a comedy like musical, which I know there's a couple, um, I'm more likely inclined to go to that than I am to go to like a, just a regular one. Um, I do go to a lot of the ones for like Orange Mike, so like Collins uh, works on a lot of those. Uh, Collins is Mason King for some of you guys that uh, mm-hmm. watch Game of Honor. Uh, some of the We Are group ones with Dante, uh, I do those. Yeah, he actually, Dante was actually Prince Eric. Yeah, My he was. Prince so, Eric, uh, yeah, so both, Na- both uh, Jonah and uh, Dante wore Prince Eric, which yep. is kind of cool. Uh, Jonah is the guy that played Nathan Teach in the NC, in the season finale Game of Honor. Uh, both him and Dante got to play Prince Eric, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> on that. So let's jump into a podcast. So if you guys never seen the podcast before, obviously it's a podcast where we talk about shitty situations that at the time they sucked. And now with time, we can see the funny side with it. But I do want to take a twist upon that because – you being the first guest, not only are you the first guest, but you're a DILF, right? Oh, that's right. And uh, for people who don't know what a DILF is, it's that I like to fuck. <laughs> wow. And one of those things that I want to talk about is kids because I recently got married, right? And, of course, the topic of kids gets thrown around a lot. I don't want kids because I don't think I'm going to be a good parent <sighs> because I didn't have good parents growing up. So it's like how do I know – like, how do I know, like, because I've ma- I seen parents make the choice of, like, let's say they don't have enough money, you know, and, like, they have to choose between, like, this expensive TV that they want that they've been saving for or, like, your kid needs new clothing or your kid needs this or school supplies. And I feel like me as an adult, and I'm being honest, as an adult, I don't think I have the skill to say, you know what, my kid goes first. <laughs> so, like, being a parent has to be really hard. It, uh, it has its difficult days, but for the most part, like, it's actually pretty easy. Uh, me and my wife actually talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago that 
we don't feel that whenever we have kids that it really changed how we lived. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's pretty much the same. Uh, and then we have three kids right now, and we actually have one on the way. What? Yep. We have Holy a, crap. a fourth one coming. It's due in April. Uh, I can't remember if we announced that or not. So <laughs> this might be a, <laughs> a, 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 a Life Sucks exclusive. I like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's pretty neat, man. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. But Four. we – yeah, we uh, we haven't really seen a huge like difference in our lives, uh, but the one thing I tell everybody, like I know you mentioned finances, um, I don't think that you'll ever be ready per se, to, financially ready to have kids. Uh, it's just something that's going to happen, in my opinion. Everybody can plan. Uh, I didn't have I. Uh, I didn't have my kids until I was 30. That was my first. That's uh, my goal. 30? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to. But the thing is, Britt's older than me. Uh, so if I wait until I'm 30, that's four years. She'll be 34. See, that's where you made a mistake. You, sh- you should have married somebody that's like you know what? I'm seven years younger. I'm <laughs> well, I keep telling Britt that when I get older, I'm just going to leave her for a hot 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah. This is what you do. Whenever she turns 40, you, you uh, trade her in for 220s. <laughs> Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I hate kids. I like and this will go back to so I always felt like I was a little bit more mature growing up because of the circumstances of how I grew. So I was forced to mature a little bit faster. I hated high school because I hate teenagers. And as an adult, I hate them more. And in the line of work that I do with film, you deal with a lot of teenagers, right? So when I started Game of Honor, I was like Fuck no, no kids. If you're under 18, fuck you. I don't want you in my show. Fuck off. So uh, I ended up having three kids in Game of Honor. But they didn't lie to me about their age. Other people <laughs> did. Gotcha. And there's one of them that asked them, uh, are you 18? And I swear to God, they told me, uh, soon, yeah. They didn't say soon was two years. But uh, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. But the thing is, they were cool, mature, quiet. They're nice, amazing to work with. I love all three of them. Now we have Jonah, who, for the life of me, this guy, kid, guys, this kid is 16. But I swear to God, he looks 28. He looks older than me. <laughs> he looks older than my wife. He looks older than half the roster for Game of Honor. <laughs> and when I found out he was 16, it blew my mind because I was like, What? Dude, you're like 500 like feet tall. <laughs> you got facial hair. Like cool guy though. Super cool kid. Very oh, kid, yeah. very skilled in acting, if I may say. Uh, but it's one of those things where like apart from this, these four, I hate teen- I hate going to the mall and it's the way they dress, the way they talk, the mm-hmm. lingo they use. I hate the music they listen to. Like everything about teenagers, I hate. Right. And then you get down to kids, and the thing there's a separation here between kids and teenager for me. When I was in Minnesota, I babysat for my brother a lot. So I took care of my nephew. Uh, my nephew was cool. I mean, he was just a baby still. You know, he was like maybe one or two. Okay. Um, and it was one of those things. No, he was one. He was one. And it was one of those things where taking care of a one-year-old, it's one thing. Taking care of two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> it's horrible because, like, you can't, you can't do anything because, like, you can't go to the movie. I hate going to the movie theaters and people take their kids. Do you do that? 
So we started taking our five-year-old. Okay. Uh, I took her to see Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's good parenting, she, Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, she's a big superhero fan. Hawk is her favorite. Nice. Uh, good choice. Yeah. yeah. It's probably because you know her dad's so freaking. <laughs> <laughs> that might have a little bit to do with it. Uh, but um, she did okay. She asked a lot of questions. But she didn't see. But but she wasn't that's not, loud. That's not bad. I'm talking yeah. about like people who bring newborns. Oh no! Oh no. my god! I would never. I like, went to watch. I think it was Thor. Me and Brittany's first date was we went to watch Thor: Dark World. Um, was it Dark World, Brit, or Thor: Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Me and no, no, it was Dark World. Yeah, we went to watch uh, Thor: uh, Dark World, and we sat in the kind of like towards the back, but middle row. Okay. And. Three people had babies. And it wow. wasn't like a five-year-old saying like, oh, daddy, what's that? That makes sense. Six-year-old, seven, you know, asking questions is fine. But the, ah, ah, uh, yeah. I'm like, you, I can't hear. You're taking me out of the, my element. I'm surprised that even the movie theater <coughs> even let them in. Yeah. Like seeing that they had a baby. Yeah, I see a lot of movie theaters do that. Um, for my bachelor, uh, we went to see Ant-Man at the end of the night. Okay. And then there was a baby in there. I always remember movies. Based oh, you on mean that one that I wasn't invited to until like ten minutes before you guys started? So I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that. I oh, I have a story about that though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, I always remember movies in theater based on how many fucking people bring their kids. So like with Black Panther or not Black, I didn't see Black Panther in theater, but with Ant Man, somebody brought a kid, but they were sitting right behind me. So the whole time, like, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, she's like, I, I don't know what he wants. Like, bitch, he probably wants to go home. Like, <laughs> take him home. <laughs> he probably doesn't want to ruin the movie for people. So I hate when people do that. Um, I do hate when uh, I go to, like, Taco Bell, which is, like, my favorite fast food, by the way. And, like, I see a baby, like, licking his hands, touching the table, and then licking his hand again as a parent. Uh, I'm like, oh, my uh, God, do something. Like, you would hate... <laughs> Then, yeah, it's no offense, Brett, but you might not be a good father. Yeah, see? <laughs> no, I say that all the time. But here's the thing, though, is um, Brett, Brett's sister has a friend named Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany if you're listening. And she had a, a baby named Noah. He was a baby. How old was he, like one? Two or three. Two or three? Okay. He was like two <laughs> or three. And uh, Tiffany would just sit back and hang out with Lexi, and, like, she lets the kid walk around. And I'm like, oh, shut up. It's a kid. It's a kid. Oh, so I'm, like, intense, like, hardcore, like, oh, shit, he's going to fall off the stairs. <gasps> I'm, like, getting up, trying to catch him. He's uh, fine. Uh, I was like, hey, Tiffany. She's like, oh, he's fine. No, he's fine. And I'm like, ah. And she, she's a great mom. She's a great mom. She knows her child. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things where, like, I panicked because I'm like, what if he, like, grabs something? Like, he picked up, like, he picked up something that I thought was too heavy. I'm like, what if he swings and hits in the face? Like, I panic so much with toddlers. So, like, babies, I hate. Toddlers, I like. Teenagers, hate them. So, if I can have a toddler. So have a little, so yeah, if it comes can, out, if, it, if Brittany, and it just comes out, and it's three, you're like, okay with it. Yeah, that. yeah. From, <laughs> I feel like from three to seven, if I can generically enhance my child to stay that age, I would. Well, you might be able to soon. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um. I like that, and I'm okay with that one. But then it's when they start sassing you back, talking back. Oh, well, that's a toddler, too. 
Yeah, but it's five year old. But it's it. not as bad as a teenager because a teenager is being smart and heartful. Like whenever I talk back to my mom, I was trying to cut deep. Like my mom would be like, I'm disappointed. I'm like, bitch, I'm disappointing you. You know what I mean? Like, I cut back. Like my mom would be like, Yeah, disappointing you. You could do better in uh, in your school. I'm like, bitch, you're a straight up student. What are you talking about? So like, as a teenager, you're trying to cut back. Yeah. As a toddler, you're more like. You're just trying to be more defiant. Yeah. Right. Because you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, so like, I feel like. Be hurtful. I feel like when we have kids, it'll be a time of like learning. And it's something that I'm like, I need, and it's not learning how to take care of a child. It's learning how to be patient oh, because I'm not a very, I, I'm patient when it comes to like my projects, like game of honor, pocket, all that stuff. I'm patient because I know that there's a reward, right? Other stuff. Like when I get a pack, Britt will tell you this. When I get a package, I have to open it right there. Oh my God. The thought of a package sitting here on open <laughs> drives me insane. Um, so we got these miracle berries. Um, do you know what miracle berries are? I do. They're the ones where you like pop them in, you let them dissolve in your tongue, and you taste things like a tomato, and it'll taste different. Oh really? Do you want to do that? I can I can get some. They're really fun. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I'll get some. Uh, but we got that, and I knew what it was. I knew what it, it, the package, everything. I knew it was like a package like this big. I knew what it was, but like I'm like, oh my god, gotta open it. <laughs> so I open it. We're like, god, rip open the box. So I'm very impatient when it comes to certain things. And you might want to see somebody about that. Though. I probably should. Yeah, yeah. I, I need a lot of help, man. So <laughs> I feel that as when I have a infant, I need to learn that patience. I feel like that patience is important because I'm not going to like. That's the one I'm looking for. I know myself. And when I don't like something, I don't give it my 100 percent. So like I don't want Brett to be stuck taking care of a baby until I decide like, oh, OK, I'll help. Yeah. Well, if I can give you one key of advice, my wife probably won't <coughs> like this, but just don't show her the pocket. You um, try to let the baby breastfeed. It's less that you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> the late nights, they don't want a bottle. What the? They want the. The titty. Boob, man. Titty. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, so. That's good advice. Good. Yeah, make sure that they break. I just wish I just wish you hadn't said that in front of my wife now because now she knows. <laughs> no. It's it's healthier for the baby. <laughs> it really is, though. It is. Yeah. It is. So uh, my, bro- my brother's, uh, at the time when I was living with my brother, his wife, uh, she went to uh, some type of office and there was posters of like, about breastfeeding's healthier, your baby will be stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bitch, don't be shaming people. Some people just don't want to give up their titty. Just let it be. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, don't. You know, I, I know that. I, see, I don't know enough about these kind of subjects, but I, I do know like about certain parts of it. I do know that breastfeeding is, it's better. But if there's an alternative, it's for a reason. It's yeah. not because like, oh, like this kid's vegan now and like whatever. Yeah, some some, I like I said. I never really want to know this, but being a father, you yeah. start to learn this. Uh, but there's some babies that uh, won't latch on or take it. So that's the opposite of us, right? Oh, yeah. We latch on. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah. Th- this is how bad it is. My son is was so attached to my wife's uh, boob that he would actually put his 
And he still does this today. We don't breastfeed anymore. He's not on a bottle or anything. I didn't say but, we don't breastfeed anymore. Like you actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, because I try to think of us as one. No, no, that's good. That's good. That's See? That's great. That's, I'm hoping that scores me some brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even this, uh, uh, even today, he'll uh, put his hand down her shirt, like to feel her boobs. And I'm like, yo, boy. You're done with those. Those are mine now. <laughs> and then I'll be like, get your hand out of there. And then it'll go. Do you think that's why, like, us as men, we like boobs so much? Because as a child, it, that's your nourishment. It's. I mean, I don't have memories of that. God, I don't want them. But, like. What does that say about people that like the butt? <laughs> why do you have to go there? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a strong... I am a believer, and I just think that's what how God we're attracted to like that, or at least us we're attracted. I don't know to the female body, man. It's just yeah, no, I agree. Nice, no, it's nice. Okay, I always <laughs> I, see I always I see like a connection between like maybe as a child like it's something that we need to survive. So then as like old man, not old man, as like older gentlemen, like. We don't have those memories, but there might be some fragments in your memory, like, oh, that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like you can't say that, like, oh, dad. like, like, the bigger the better. Ideally, oh, yeah. it will be like when you're walking in public and you see somebody, you're like, what? Wow, you know what I mean? So like, it's kind of like, um, because I was looking at this documentary about uh, lemurs the other day, and animals have ways of attracting each other. Right. And like lemurs, they like dip their tail and shit and they, they secrete this scent from their body and they swing it around. And whoever smells the worst, <laughs> it's like the, the lady's like, damn, I want to hop on that dick. You know what I mean? But like with humans, like the equivalent of that would be boobs and butts for a woman. Mm-hmm. And then for a female, it's completely different because I have asked women, like, what do you find attractive in men? I never hear physical traits. Oh, yeah. Stability. A good sense of humor. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for making me sound shallow now. <laughs> you ask me, I'm going to say, yeah, your tits. You know what I mean? And, like, I ask you, you're talking about, oh, stability. Oh, yeah, like, you know, a good sense of humor. Protective. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for making me sound shallow, but okay. But, yeah, like, uh, I learned that, like, humans are very, we're very odd creatures because we do things so backwards and different. And Oh, yeah, and normally in the animal kingdom, I believe the male is normally the more attractive one than the female, where in the human species, it's normally the female. The female oh, my one God. That looks Dude. all so, glamorous. I'm not even lying. At my wife, every day I tell her I'm fucking ugly. I think I am the ugliest, most hideous person in the world, right? I'm, and last night we were talking. Uh, before bed, we were talking. And I was like, I don't know what she said. And I'm like, I'm fucking ugly. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, Brit, I am literally like if a fucking dwarf <laughs> if a dwarf fucked a, gal- a goblin that's me like i feel like i'm so fucking ugly right and i feel like there's nothing i can do about i feel like i can have a six pack which i used to have and i will look in the mirror and go like fuck like this is why i got to like i i here's the thing brit looks beautiful the second she wakes up right and when she puts makeup it's like you know when you play a video game and you hit that max level, mm-hmm. right? That's her without makeup to me. And when she wears makeup, that's like DLC in a video game, right? Okay. And then there's me, and there's not much. 
Like I look, there's days where I look in the mirror. I'm like, okay, you have something there. You got to work with it, but you have something there. So why don't you just start wearing makeup? I mean, I might have to. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to because there's days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I see something. You got to work with it, but I see something. So take baby steps. Look in the mirror instead of saying you're ugly. Be like, I look dang good today. I can't do that. Man. Oh yeah, I try. I'll, fl- I'll sit there and flap. Yeah, dude. A couple weeks ago, I like stood on the. So we have like a shower or a bathtub, and I, st- I stand on it to look all uh, everything, and I'm just like. <laughs> Why you're naked? Naked, right? And like I, I haven't shaved my neck beard all the time, so I have like neck beard and like hair up here because I go hair at weird places. <laughs> I haven't washed my hair in like five days, so my hair's all like crazy, and I'm just sitting there, and I look like I swear to God, you seen those um. Those troll dolls with the hair that goes like that. Yeah. I swear to God, I have the body of a troll doll. <laughs> and I have the hair. I'm just sitting like all hunchback like this. And I'm looking in the mirror. And it, it was like looking at Gollum from like, you know what I mean? Like it was just so bad. And I was like, fuck, I should have never done that. Oh. Well, let me ask you a question. Why do you think if your wife thought you were ugly? We're going to go on a serious note here. So I have a, I have a rebuttal for that. <laughs> okay. okay. If your wife says that you're ugly, you think she's lying to you? Do you think she would have married to you yeah. if she wasn't attracted? Yeah. Because what, do you I, think she's a gold digger? No, no, no. no. <laughs> because I feel that she likes people. See, I think I'm ugly, but I have one thing going for me. I'm funny. I'm uh, very funny. Yeah. I am. She's saying yeah, no. Say, she's saying no, but I make her laugh all the time. I feel like he uses other people's jokes and then tries what? to... Play them off as his own. What? To say they're funny. No. She's no. giving me a nod. So, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel that um, my good sense of humor, it's what attracts women. I feel like because I'm funny. Because growing up, I used to, like, think I was the ugliest person in the world. And I'll look in the mirror and go, like, oh, god damn. But then, like, I'll go to class and I'll try to be the, the clown. I'll try mm-hmm. to be, like, the comedian of the class and so on. And it worked, you know what I mean? And then, like, I became an adult and kept doing that. And it's, like, one of those things where, like, okay, women love, not even women, just people in general. Like, would you rather be around somebody who has an amazing sense of humor or would you rather be with somebody who's always, like, pissed and angry? Oh, yeah. You know? The miserable. Yeah. So, like, I learned that that's what I had going for me. And then somehow I trapped this one. (laughs) and uh, Trapped her. You know, we're going a couple months strong, so that's good. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's one of those things where like uh, I don't like buying new clothes. Uh, I don't like shopping for new clothes. I like ordering online and trying it at home. And if it doesn't fit, I'm like, oh well. Like I was spent like I spent like fifty dollars online buying clothing, and it was like one size smaller. And instead of going like, ah, oh, damn, I should probably go. I was just like, nah. Where did you get them? I mean, online. I found a, a website that sells like. Uh. Yeah, and it was one of those things where like it, it it didn't fit, and I spent it was like fifty dollars plus more for shipping, so it's like almost seventy, and it was like, so it's like seventy dollars. So you didn't even that send one. it back? No, I just ordered oh, one. Goodness. Yeah, because I don't like going to I don't like going to the part. I hate going with Brit somewhere, and then she's like, oh try this on. I'm like, oh it fits, and then she starts yelling. And she's like, try it on and check. And I'm like, oh we did that for the wedding. So the shirt I was wearing, Brit's like, oh you should. So I don't try shirts on. I just don't feel comfortable trying clothes on photo and uh in public just in general like i don't like going shopping for clothes oh okay even though i know i need to and i need to do that soon so but brit's like oh buy the shirt and i was like it's fine she's like no because you have a fat neck and i was like brit it's just it's fine it's just get it it's fine right (laughs) it didn't fit wedding day it still didn't fit 
they actually what they did is they grabbed their little bow tie and they grabbed my collar and then they did this little number right here and brace on to safety pin it so like for oh the, it was too big it was too, no it was too small oh it was too small it was really tight so they had to grab the 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 loose like because you cannot button it yeah or i was choke uh they had to grab the two collars put them together flap over the the extra fabric with oh, the bow gotcha. and safety pin it yeah, that was good. I didn't even notice. But, but that was one of the examples that like Britt would tell me like, "Hey, try this on." And she does that. She does that with uh, Christmas. Um, so I've been like, what five Christmases, Britt, together? Uh, this will be the sixth one. Um, this will be our sixth Christmas together, and it's one of those things where she, when I get clothing for Christmas, I always get excited, and in my biggest fear, somebody's like, "Oh, try it on now." I'm like, "Oh no, no, don't do that." So like, she knows now, right? So she'll went to her alone in the room and she'll say, hey, try these on to see if they fit. That's why she's bay material. That's why she, she's, I learned that Britt has learned, because I have so many flaws. It's not even funny, right? <laughs> she's learned to work with me. And I think that's something that like, I really, really like thank her for. That's good. That's what, that's really what your spouse is supposed to be. Like somebody that. Like, do you have any qualities that you're like, fuck, like. Like, are you messy and your wife's the clean one, or are you both the clean one? I'm the messy uh, one. I'm probably, I'm probably more the clean one. Okay. She's probably more the messy one. I'm the, I'm, oh my god, I'm so messy. So like, oh, really? uh, I'm messy with certain things. So when it comes to like my phone equipment, everything's pristine. I know exactly where it is. Uh, if I eat in the room, I'll just like leave the plate there and not pick it up out of pure laziness. See, I do do that. Or let it. As well. I, I usually let it. So what I started doing now, and it's a good system. I know Brett probably doesn't think so. But I'll put a plate here, and once it gets high enough where it cuts the TV off, <laughs> then you take it out. I take them out. <laughs> so I do that. <laughs> That's a good system I started. Uh, let's see. So I started that. That's a good system you started. Yeah, it's, okay. it's nice. You got to try that one. Um, so basically, if it blocks your TV, even if it's like an inch, they're ready to go. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, there's a YouTube. Uh, I think it was a YouTube. Um, clip or whatever you want to say it <clears throat> but the he would put dishes out and they would magically disappear magically disappear the next day yeah um and then his he would put his laundry basket like on his table and it would just be folded the next day and he claimed that it was just magic so his wife walked in and he was like yeah, I just put stuff here, and it like gets folded, <laughs> gets put in the dishwasher. Oh, it was it was hilarious. So I'm I'm very positive that people think I'm misogynist. Uh, I was at a I was at a car shop on Tuesdays. So I go to play, um, which I'm gonna have to skip out one of the days. I about to dodgeball. Dan was like bothering me about it, uh, but on Tuesdays I go to play card games like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all those kind of okay. card games. And I went to a card shop and. Uh, Shout out to Tony and Dante. Uh, Tony and Dante were there because Dante plays card games with us, and Tony got off work, and she sits on her phone. She's just playing a cooking game, right? So I made the joke. I was like, oh, you know, when you miss the kitchen so much, so you got to bring the kitchen with you. <laughs> and, like, I said that, and there's two women in the shop. <laughs> and I, they both, like, as I did the joke, they go like this. I was like, oh, okay. So my sense of humor is I will say anything if I'm surrounded by friends. 
Because my friends know, like, it's just a joke. Yeah. I forget that not everybody's like that. So I made that joke, and like, I'm, now I'm like, oh, okay, I got to – how do I fix this? I should walk in next week and say, men start piece of shit. Nope, that's trying too hard. Mm. So, like, <laughs> all of this week I've been trying to find a way to make up for what I said because I'm like, you know. See, I, get, I do that all the time. Do you do jokes a lot around friends and then uh, – Drugs? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Drugs? Did you say drugs? Friends. <laughs> I, said no, friends. I thought you said, do you do drugs? No, I said, friends? do you do that? With, do you do jokes with your friends oh, like dro- that? Oh, jokes. Yeah. jokes. <laughs> I thought you said drugs. I'm like, oh, yeah, all the time. No, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no I do. Like, I have the, I'm sure a lot of women think that I'm a very sexist individual because I'll make, I'll make comments to my wife all the time or around my female friend. I would never do it like... I never mean it seriously, but yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah. I said, I told her the other day, I said, um, I t- uh, what, what did I say? I was to my wife. I seen three loads of laundry. I said, man, I said, this laundry won't do itself. I, I said, we have three loads of laundry, and we were surrounded by a bunch of other women. And they were like, well, why don't you just do it? I said, what? I said, that is a woman's job. I said, they're supposed to be barefoot, pregnant, doing all the housework, Jeez. and working a full-time job. I said, that's what I expect of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once I told Brett, like, there's dishes. So I was like, I was like, huh, the dishwasher must be broken. And then she looks at the actual dishwasher. Like, no, it's not. You can put them in. I was like, I was talking about you. Oh, <laughs> my God. She was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad used to tell we – didn't, we didn't have a dishwasher growing up. No. Uh, and I said, Dad, why don't we get one? You know what his answer was? <laughs> I already have five dishwashers. Because he had kids, us kids. And, yeah. I, I said. So that's one thing that I'm excited for. My I was my mom's personal servant for a while. I was going to say child and, labor. Yeah. My mom would be like, yes. like uh, let's say you're the computer where she's sitting at, and this wall's the fridge. Giancarlo, traeme una cerveza. I would leave the upstairs of my fucking room, farther than she is, to go downstairs, grab a fucking beer for her. Put it in. She's like, you know, you could smile. I pay for a roof. And I'm like, bitch, you just made me get out from, like, my room. And, like, if it was a game, like, you know when you play online games, you can't pause? Mm-hmm. Oh, she don't fucking care. I'd be like, she'd be like, Giancarlo. I'm like, fuck. I said, like, Giancarlo. I'm like, I'm ignoring her. And she'll be like, if I have to, in Spanish, she'll be like, if I have to, call your name one goddamn more time. Like, it was very scary. So I have to get out. She's like, give me that ashtray. I'm like. What? This is what you call me for? So, like, <laughs> I see that, and I was like, okay, that's not bad. I see as kids now, like, as an adult now, if I have kids, I'm doing the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> except I'm going to, like, oh, yeah. except I'm going to give them an allowance. So it's like a job. Yep. It's just I'm not going to, like, if they're upstairs, like, I'm not going to be a lazy piece of shit that, like, if the beer's right there, I'm going to call it, you know. But I'll get, I'm going to give them not chores because chores, they should do that for free anyways. You know what I mean? But I ain't going to give them, like, oh, there's – the screw is loose on this table, tighten it. Oh, so, so you're not going to give them money for doing chores, but you'll give them money for just getting you stuff? No, no, no. Like, okay. I want to give them fake jobs. So, like, I okay. want them to have an allowance, and then I want them to have the chance to make extra from the allowance. Uh, so, let's okay. say this table right here was, like, uh, shaky. Yeah. And all they got to do is grab a piece of cardboard, jam, jam it in there. If they do that, they'll get extra. Oh, okay. And gotcha. the reason is, is gotcha. because growing up, I wanted to be a filmmaker. My mom never supported me. 
And she's like, yeah, filmmakers are for faggots. I swear to God, that's what she said. <laughs> she's like, yeah, if you're a filmmaker, they're all gay. I'm like, what? And then uh, she's like, you got to be a lawyer. She wanted me to be a lawyer. And I was like, I don't want to be a lawyer. Like, what? And, like, she never approved of filmmaking. She still doesn't. Like, uh, she knows she knows it, and she knows that I'm doing really good. Like, I told her I'm on Amazon. And she's she says she's proud, but I can tell that part of her is like, you could have been a lawyer. <laughs> like, but it's one of those things she's where, still waiting for you to come out? Yeah. I, I, actually, when I told her that I was engaged, she's Brits like. just to cover up. When I, yeah, when I told her I was engaged, she thought she was like, "What?" She thought I was gay. She made like I don't know if she was joking or not. I'm I know my mom. I don't think she was. Uh, so now that I'm an adult, she learned that if she says anything rude, I just hang out and uh. talk to her for months. So she says things sarcastically and condescendingly, and then ended with like, "I'm just kidding," which I hate. But I like um, with my kids, I want to give them fake jobs. So like, oh. Um, Rearrange the, the living room. I want the couch on this wall to recline here. And if they do that, they make extra. How old are your kids at this time? I mean, whatever age they like. Teen. Can we furnish it? Yeah. I was going to say, because mine's five and she still can't do that. No. She'll yeah. try to help me. But I think that, like, if you do that, you'll help support. First of all, I think that that will help make them more, like, work ethic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, There's but, this incentive behind it. But when they get a job, I didn't take none of my first jobs seriously at all. None of them. It, all of them were just like, they're just money. You know what I mean? There's no work ethic for me. Now, when it comes to film, my work ethic's there. When it comes to non-film stuff, I don't give a shit. Like, mm. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where, like, when I have my kid, I want them to learn that work, working hard pays off. I, I want my kid to be into some type of art. Like, I'm into film. I don't expect my kid to be into film. In a perfect world, that's what I want. I want him to carry whatever legacy I left behind. But if he wants to do dance, if he wants to do singing, if he wants to do theater... Even though I don't like theater, I'm 100%. Um, whatever, they, even if they want to be a basketball player or something, I want them to know that to have the work ethic of you work hard and you're rewarded. I also want them to even like – I feel like even if my kid lives with me after he's 18 um, – I mean, do you know anything about Hispanic parents? They like throw their kids out after 18. I don't. Oh, my God. They're, they're so bad. Um, Not a very cultural type of guy. I'm all American. America. <laughs> Mark. Uh, <laughs> even if my kid was, like, over the age 18, they're going to college, I'll still give them chores around the – like, um, I mean, of course, if I'm in a money place, of course, if money's tight, I, I, he'll understand. But if yeah. I, I'm going to tell him, like, hey, I'll find some dumb sh- – I'll punch a hole in the wall and tell him, hey, uh, I don't know how this came here. Can you patch that up? You know, to see – you know, keep that going because, you know, like, a lot of parents forget that, like, just because you're turning 18 – my job's not as good as yours. Like, I'm probably working at McDonald's. I need money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I feel that parents forget constantly that kids need money. In today's world, there's not much you can do without money, especially entertainment-wise. Like, I'd rather my kid – I'd rather me give my kid $18 and he goes to the movie theater with friends or, like, whatever other things there is to do mm-hmm. than my kid sell his stuff to buy drugs or oh, sell yeah. his stuff to, like – or like I don't know, like give head for drugs or shit, shit like that. That's like every parent's worst fear, right? <laughs> so like I rather my kid know that if they do something, like if they came to me, hey dad, I need money for this, I'll give it to them, you know. Uh, but there, you have to do some things in around the house, you know. And like I said, I will purposely because my grandma did that. My grandma would break things on purpose and make us fix it. Um, hmm. Mainly not as a way to like keep us away from drugs. Just we were she was taking care of like eleven kids. 
foster kids and they were bad. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. So like she'll break things and it'll take like four of us to put it together. Um, I like what she did, but I want to take it one step further and kind of like instill this work ethic on them. And I think that as a parent, if I can do that successfully, I think I'll be happy if I can have it where my kids like he understands the value of a dollar. He understands hard work. You know, he understands to give everything 100 percent, which is the opposite of what I do. Uh, so I have a philosophy. I give everything 50 percent. Right. <laughs> because when you do Your 25. Love you. Oh, yeah. A lot. For oh, that. yeah. So when I do when uh, I give everything 50 percent. So when you do 25, they think you're having an off day. <laughs> right. When you do 75, they're like, oh, wow, he's having a good day. And when you do 100, they're like, wow, he he needs a race. Like, this is it. <laughs> it's my philosophy for almost That's everything. That's what I do. I do that in marriage, too. <laughs> I set my I set my my wife's expectations of me very very low. So whenever <laughs> yeah. I do something, so that's that's actually like, yeah. that's actually how I feel. <laughs> so like uh, one thing that Brit does that she doesn't like, it's I come in the room and I take my clothes off and I put it on the floor. <laughs> so there's the dirty laundry, and I've done that for like maybe five years of us like uh, being in a relationship, and I recently stopped, and like. I put it in the dirty laundry. She goes like, "What?" Like she did a whole spectacle, and I know she was being a sarcastic bitch. But to me, I was like, "Hey, okay, some validation, okay." So I started doing that. I started putting it in. But if it wasn't for her being condescending and clapping, I would have never done that. You know what I mean? So I feel like I did that. I think I, I put the bar really low, and now that I'm actually like, now that I'm married and I'm I'm, I'm actually you know being genuine and 100% everything, I feel like I've been impressing her lately with <laughs> little things here and there. It's the way to do it. It's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, it's a trick. You just got to do it 50% everything. <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, when you were speaking about jo- giving your job, yeah. uh, kids jobs and <clears throat> things like that, my dad, <clears throat> I'm doing this with, uh, with uh, our kids as well, is we had chores to do. That was actually my dad labeled that as our job. Yeah, the chores were our job. Like, I know this is gonna sound cheap, but like I give my daughter a dollar a day to do her chores. No, it's freaking genius. So, and then for I tell her the days that she doesn't do it, she loses twenty five cents. So, if she if she did it Monday and Tuesday, how is she five? Huh? How is she five? Yeah, she's five. That's a lot of math for a five-year-old. Well, well, actually, to her, it's a lot more money because she has more like coins okay. in her hand. She's like, "Oh yeah," but <laughs> I'm telling her it's less, like, because we're trying. We're we're also teach her what money is, the yeah, like, the all value that stuff, yeah, and so she's under, starting to understand that that she has to do it every day, and that it's a requirement that you have to do every day, just like what a job is going to be. Because even if I was rich, I'm still my yeah. like my kids are still. I don't want them to be one of these rich snobby kids that think that they deserve the every, or a millennial. Your <laughs> uh, kid won't be a millennial. He'll be a uh, Gen wait, X. Is that what it is? Generation Gen X now. Yeah. Well, I don't want them to act or Gen like C. Sorry, Gen C. They're the ones that are snorting the condoms and uh, eating Tide Pods. Uh, yeah. My yeah. generation just grabs historic moment and makes memes about it because we don't know how to cope with stuff <laughs> so we have to add comedy to cope with everything <laughs> uh, no that's smart i actually like that a lot yeah. um my grandma did something similar with that um i wanted to get into wrestling so she bought me wrestling gear 
but she she bought me the whole gear. She put it on display, and she's like, "You will get this piece by piece, depending on how much work you do." Yeah. So she's like, "I want you to the backyard and pick up all because we lived in a farm, and we I wasn't allowed to actually work the machinery, of course." So she's like, I want you to pick all the sticks off the floor. So I'll go up there and like, I have a little quiver for arrows. I'm just grabbing the sticks, putting them in there. Uh, she's like, uh, rake the farm. Rake the farm, you know, and she started giving me gear. And when it, by the time I uh, got all that gear, I felt like I was a champion because how much work I put into it. Yeah. I went in there and got my ass whooped, by the way. Just uh, <laughs> just putting that out there. I did, I did get my ass whooped. But um, uh, me working hard to get the gear felt one, like – one, like you know those movie moments when like Rocky lands the, the landing blow and wins, mm-hmm. or like when you know, you know Han Solo gets his moment and that kind of stuff. That's what it felt like to me. You know, it's like a feeling that I don't think I can recreate. Oh yeah, that accomplishment. Yeah. Like you actually got the work. You worked and got the reward, like you said yeah. earlier. <clears throat> I do think that you made some. You you did hit something that I say all the time. If Game of Honor works out, I feel like we're gonna have a lot of money coming in. If I were to move to LA, which is actually I do want to move there, but it's not for the same re- like it's not because I want to live like the rich life. It's because I'll get a lot more work over there from yeah. Game of Honor. Um, if Game of Honor were to blow up and we get a lot of money coming in, I feel like my personality will not change because half my money will go to student loan money for Brit. I want Brit to be debt free, not because she's my wife, but because nobody likes being debt free. Uh, half uh, other half of my money will go to all my pets. My pets are gonna have the greatest life in the world. I love my pets. I have a dog and three ferrets, and I love them. I they'll be well taken care of. I will still go to Taco Bell every day, <laughs> and the only thing that will change will be my health because I'll have a personal trainer. Other than that, I don't see myself buying like a big mansion. I don't need a big mansion. I just need a house. So I feel like um, even with the money. Why should we say this? And like ten years from now, people are looking at this like, "Wow, he fucking changed." <laughs> but like, I feel Money like really changed. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel that um, personality-wise, I want to say I'll be the same person. I actually get a lot of enjoyment from Vader games and card games. If anything, I'll probably have more Vader games and more cards mm-hmm. than usual. I can't see myself spending money on something that's not Vader game, cards, my wife, or life. I'll say life. Yeah, and. My projects. Um, the only thing, the only thing I see changing a lot will be how busy I am because I like being, I like staying busy. And with Game of Honor, we have this, these dry spells between like the finale is usually June or July. From July to December, it's fucking nothing. I mean, we're mm. filming, but we're not uploading the episodes. Yeah. So to me, it feels like nothing. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Now for Diabre, it's different because he edits. So he never stops with Game of Honor because he uploads edits, you know? And, like, by the time he's done uploading, we're already filming. Which is, let me, which is the real talent? I want to say, so I actually, uh, somebody brought up the this the other day. And somebody brought up, uh, one of my friends brought up, it's like, the average just edits. He's like, anybody can do that? I was like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. The average deals with me. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, DJ is God sent because dealing with me, it's very difficult. Working with me is very hard. I'm not a team player. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, it's me. We're successful because of me. You know what I mean? And um, I, I knocked that down a lot. 
Uh, I learned that Game of Honor can't happen without him. I might be the one that writes it, but he's the one that makes my vision come true. Uh, when I say I want something a certain way, there's sometimes where we struggle with communication. So like, because I tell him like, I want it this way. And I don't explain what this way is. Yeah. He'll come up with something else. Gotcha. And there's times where um, he'll come up with something that's better than my original idea. So I learned that, <clears throat> of course, I write the show. I come up with the characters and all that kind of stuff. But the amount of work that he puts into the editing and that kind of stuff. And he has to edit. There's times where he has to do on-fly editing where it's like last-minute edits and stuff like that. He's the one that... Like, we're on uh, shout out, guys. We're on ProResidentTees.com slash Game of Honor where you can buy our merch, including this shirt right here. But <clears throat> that shop was set up by him. Like, mm -hmm. he contacted uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Or they're, they're actually called One Hour Tees. That was that was all Diabre. Um, Amazon, that's all him. He pays for the caption, which is a dollar per minute, uh, which is kind of, that's not as expensive as you would think, right? Yeah. It's pretty cheap. Uh, but he pays for that. Um, he... he Puts the episodes in, in uh, Amazon, description, title, everything. He puts the episodes on. Um, so what you're telling me, he's director, producer, so editor, he, mar he, marketing. So <laughs> he, he basically is the producer of the show. Like uh, when it comes to who puts more money into Game of Honor, he, he ends up putting more money, especially around my wedding. He just told me, don't worry about it, you know. Focus about your wedding. I think it was two months into my wedding, like before uh, my wedding. He literally told me, don't worry about it. I got this. And he literally held it down. And there's times where I had money. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, oh, I got it, you know. And it's one of those things where um, I pay for all the Game of Honor music. Uh, each song's $100. I get all rights, all everything, right? And then uh, so I do the music. He, oh, logo design. That's all him. Uh we have two artists on payroll that they get paid to do um, our drawings, whether it's a logo or a drawing, a shirt design, uh, but he manages all that. So he constantly has a lot. So when people tell me like, oh yeah, he's just an editor, I'm like, no motherfucker. He's the backbone of Game of Honor. There will be no Game of Honor if there wasn't him. Like uh, there's times where like we disagree on stuff and I get mad, I'm like, fuck it, I'll edit Game of Honor. And then I'll sit there and I'm like, mm. <laughs> there's a lot of work and um maybe that's why i could never get him to really laugh and it's hard to make dj smile yeah. it's because he like he overworks too and that's the thing that like um he has the same mentality i do but i take breaks and it's dj's all work uh part of it guys is because we hate our job too we hate our jobs so much like our actual soccer job that we want to quit that job and do filming full-time uh, plug into our Patreon if you guys want to uh, <laughs> donate to Patreon. Please go ahead. Uh, every single dollar goes in from music to logos to all that kind of stuff. Uh, makes the show happen. So thank you so much. But the problem with the RA is that he overworks. So like if he and he has deadlines. I don't have deadlines. That's a problem. I write the episodes so far ahead that like once I write them, it's like oh, yeah. the only thing that changes an episode. It's like like if I say like oh Harry, you have the main event of the show today. And you're like, oh, I can't make it. One of my kids is sick. Then I have to do my actual job now and rewrite the script, which is not that hard, right? Yeah. Uh, he has deadlines. So Game of Honor comes in uh, in episode or in January 1st, right? Uh, he's on episode six, I want to say. 
right okay. now. So he has to make sure that he has at least 10 by the time that episode 5 airs. And we're doing one episode a week this time. Oh, wow. Which okay. is the, yeah. Um, I'm actually thinking of changing that to bi-weekly again just because I see how much work he's doing. And that doesn't count any other show we do. Like, we have the podcast. So Saturday mornings, instead of him resting, he has to come here and do the, you know, the mechanical side or the tech side of the podcast. Um, he does that on Dunday. Uh, we take turns doing Dundays, which is our blogs that we do. Uh, we take turns doing that. I, st I just took over, and it's one of those things where just that show alone, I see how much work it is, and there's no structure to that show. We can just, I can just put whatever. So I really truly believe he's the backbone of Game of Honor and some other some of our other productions. The problem is, is that when you're the editor, you don't get the recognition you deserve. But with him, it's he's not just the editor. He does a lot more yeah. than. And I actually feel that uh, Game of Honor actually brought our friendship to a new level because we known each other since we were kids, right? <clears throat> but I think Game of Honor has shown a new professional level to our friendship where we're like. Um, it used to be season was like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. You wrong to like, okay, well, let me explain to you why I don't like your idea or, okay, well, if we grab your idea and we incorporate it this way. <laughs> so I feel like we grew as people thanks to what we do. And I feel like if we were, if we were bought by Disney or something and they're like, oh yeah, he's out. I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not selling them. Yeah. And that happened when uh, we were writing a, we wrote a comic, and a company did approach us with $20,000 deal, or $10,000, $10,000 deal, which at first we're like, yeah, $10,000, yes, right? Fuck, that hurt. <laughs> uh, we wanted to do, our comic actually did good enough where a company actually were like, yeah, we, we love what you're doing. Who's the writer? Me. And they're like, do you have a team? I was like, oh, yeah, well, there's the guy. He does the lettering. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can. So I actually didn't take the, the money just because I'm like, then what happens with him? Because he helped in the project too. He might not have been the writer, mm -hmm. but he still put his fair share of work in there. And I'm like, $10,000. So like, I sat on it. I'm not going to say I said no right away. I sat on it. I sat on it for three days. You know, I had to answer them by a Friday. And I was like, $10,000. I can fund Game of Honor. Uh, I can pay off a lot of like debt that we, me and him have. We can buy better equipment, better camera, all these things that we're trying to save up for. But I lose the ability to work with him. And he understands that the way I work. So sometimes I would work and let's say I don't feel like doing something. Even though the deadline's tomorrow, he'll give me like an hour to chill, come back. So they're like, I, don't, I think it's the synergy that I prefer. It's not the product. It's the synergy mm -hmm. that we, we have created working together. And it's taken a lot of years to get to the point that we're at that I don't think a company can just buy us off and I will get that same synergy. Because uh, if a company buys us off, they're just trying to get whatever that product is done. They don't care. Oh, yeah. While with, with him, like I actually have to tell him to take breaks. I know when he's overworking. I know when, he, you know. Uh, although if, if you ever want him here's the thing with him though if, if he really likes a game if he like uh, Spider-Man this dude finished Spider-Man in two weeks he could have finished it earlier but he was filming Game of or we were uh, editing Game of Honor if DJ likes a game that game will get done like that game consumes his whole life uh, uh, when Monster Hunter came out we did nothing but Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter came out at a time where Game of Honor was very slow 
and he was caught up. Oh my god, we did not have Monster Hunter. Um, he really gets into Vader games because I think, to me, I think he sees them as an escape from work and life and everything, which is what most of us do, you know. Um, but Spider Man, Spider Man consumed this man's whole life for two weeks. It was just <laughs> he beat the game in two weeks, and it's not like he struggled either. He was just having fun with it, collecting, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I feel like if a, I mean it happened, uh, I don't want to name the company, but they that ten thousand. I sat on it because I was like ten thousand dollars. I can make another comic, and on top of that, get paid to keep writing this project. Um, I, I does part of me say this is part of me want me. Does part of me wish I took that money? Oh yeah, of course, ten thousand dollars. But the real part of me is like you did the right thing because. It would have been self to me. It would have been selfish, and I feel like the comic wouldn't have gone anywhere unless it's both of us working on it. So, a lot of, a lot of people say like, "Who's the bread and butter?" And I was like, "It's hard to say because who's the bread and butter in editing? Oh yeah, him, him. He's a god compared to me. Who's the writer? Me. So like, and now it's starting to get to the point where we're learning each other's crafts. So like, um, I started editing Dunday again, and like. He'll tell me, like, oh, well, if you edit this this way and you do this. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Um, him, I started letting him uh, direct a lot of the scenes for Game of Honor, the Bash Day segments. I let him do some of those. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, when he edits Game of Honor, I don't see those scenes until he's done to sh- he's ready to show me the episode. And then I, I give him pointers. Like, okay, next time, you know, do this, have the subject here, and so mm-hmm. on. So we've been picking each other's crafts, and I feel like, that's also helped a lot with communication and that's why i feel like there's no replacing one of us now uh there's only adding to the team and we have we actually added somebody recently and it's one of those dynamics where it's like um austin he plays uh toxic on the show he's the never mind i almost said something uh (laughs) uh, (laughs) i know who you're talking about okay so uh austin he's our new cameraman and the first two episodes were a little rocky because it was lack of communication from me and him. After uh, episode one and two of Game of Honor, they're not bad episodes, but you can see where there's a lot of mistakes that happen. And then every episode after that, you can see where things get better as they go. And we love having Austin as a cameraman. He is amazing. I think what helped him as a cameraman was the fact that he knows the show. So because he knows the show, he understands like entrances have to be done this way, gameplay has to be done this way, commentary gets recorded that way, and that's something that we are missing because I learned that we have a lot of hats that we wear for jobs, mm-hmm. and we have to start. I have to stop saying people are incompetent and saying like, oh yeah, here wear this. This is your new job. You're the new director or you're the new cameraman. And the part with that is because in the past we worked with people who are not good. You know, they say, like, oh, I know how to do this, and they don't know. And uh, with Game of Honor, I learned that I can't do everything by myself. It's impossible. He can't do everything by himself. So we're looking for, like, somebody that wants to do social media. We're looking for somebody that um, to keep up with the website. And, like, there's all these things. We need somebody in sales to help us sell shirts because uh, we do make money from the shirts. We actually make a large amount of money from the shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, like, uh, there's websites that give you, like, one or two dollars. Like, we actually make a decent amount from our shirt sales and whatnot. So, like, we wear so many hats, and I learned that the more hats we're giving out, 
the better our craft becomes. Like, the more I can write now, the better he can edit now. And then that it gives you more free time. Yeah. More to do. Yeah. The problem is, I don't, like I said, I'm not a team player, and I'm learning to do that now. So, like, it's hard for me to invite people into my team because when I add somebody into my team, I'm not just adding you on a professional level. I'm adding you on a personal level. And that's the part where it's hard because uh, for me, I know it sounds horrible, but I'd rather work with somebody that I consider family. Mm-hmm. And especially in a production like this that's so tight-knit and uh, as yeah. complex as it is. It's and that's why you see a lot of family. The Wayne brothers. Like, and, yeah, you see a lot of a lot of families in so, uh, show business together. Yeah. You also see... Like the family companies, I mean, most of them have been established since like the 1800s. Yeah. And they're still around because they work well together. Yes, you have your one-offs that sometimes it yeah. doesn't work out. But for the most part, if you are if you feel like you're in a family establishment, you're going to last. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I feel that way with Austin. I feel that way with DJ. And even like... With some of the Game of Honor people, um, there's days where like they can't make it for whatever reason, and I get I get so upset. Not because they can't make it, but because to me they're family. Uh, last episode that we filmed, Danny uh, couldn't make it, and he told me why. And I wasn't upset. I was upset that I didn't get to hang out with him. I mm. was like, he's family now. Like Danny has grown to me to be, he's part of my daily routine now. So I know that I'm gonna see him. Cause he lives far away. He lives about an hour away. So I know that. I see him twice a month, record mm-hmm. Game of Honor twice a month. So I'm like, if I don't meet that quota, I get upset. You know what I mean? Yep. And now, like, as I'm bringing people like you, Kelly, Gretchen, Jens, and, like, as I bring people in, that circle gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So whenever, like, somebody's like, oh, this happened, it's like, oh, okay. You know, it sucks. I'm yeah. never, there's never a time where I'm angry when somebody can't make it to a shoot. Um, unless they flat out lie to me, I hate when people lie to me. And it, you know, but other than that, like, um, I get upset because I get attached to people really quick. Uh, I, I've had it where people tell me something bad about somebody because their experience with this person's bad, and then I meet the person, and it's, they're so amazing. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can. Uh, you're judging everything off an experience. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Manny's one of those. Manny is. I see. I've actually seen Manny about three times a month now. Game of Honor, and then, like, uh, we were shooting a project for uh, Dante the other day, and Manny was there, so that's my third time seeing him in November. And it's one of those things where, like, I see him so often now that it's become kind of my daily routine. And So uh, with people, it's becoming that way where, like, I need them in my life. I just need to know that you're you're alive. I just need to physically see you and go, like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to talk to you. No, you're good. You're good. Stay over there. So, yeah. DJ, what are we on time? I actually lost track of time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, we should play close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, thank you so much for sitting here listening to us. If you want Harry again on the podcast, let us know. Uh, you're actually our first guest since we oh, reempted sweet. the podcast. Because uh, we had the old podcast yeah. like in a shitty space. It was horrible. Lighting was horrible. Sound was horrible. Quality was horrible. Uh-huh. And now we reempted it. And so if you guys want Harry again, uh, let us know down below. And I'll bring him back again. Um Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Game of Honor. Make sure to check out Patreon and our actual series on Netflix, or not Netflix, I wish, on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, We have the complete second season of Game of Honor. And Game of Honor comes back, of course, in 
January 1st. We just dropped the trailer. So make sure you guys check it out. Is there anything yeah. you want to plug in? Twitter, Instagram, anything? Nope. nope. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Nope. Well, guys, thank you for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.